Welcome to Mystic Pirates Podcast. We are two lifelong seekers who want to normalize mysticism and cultivate a community of like-minded people. Our podcast is about the pursuit of happiness, fun, and inspiration. Join us each week as we discuss what we're reading, doing, watching, and learning. We join ancient wisdom with modern culture and promote life-elevating practices to bring happiness and growth to our listeners and their everyday lives. Welcome to Mystic Pirates. I'm your host, Lance, with my co-host, Jacqueline. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about channeling. And yeah, we're going to get in the weeds in that a little bit. Right now, we're going to talk about what we've been doing. Yeah. The Lightning clinched a Stanley Cup berth yesterday. The Lightning were, was down two games to nothing against the New York Rangers and came back. They came back and uh, they played a, a Saturday night game. It was uh, game six. They played it in Tampa and it was, it was fantastic, dude. I mean, I'm, I've told you guys before, I'm like, I'm a big sports guy, but I don't watch hockey all year. Um, it's, you know, it's just a long season, but of course playoff hockey, I've always liked it's, it's just cool. And especially when it's the hometown team, you know, you got to want to get behind Tampa, call us Champa Bay now. So it's the third Stanley cup in a row that we're vying for. So we've won two in a row and now, uh, Hopefully three. So we're going to play the Colorado Avalanche. I think it starts Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm, I'm very excited. I was uh, I was watching it yesterday, and you were sort of watching it. And uh, I had I had purchased I you know I had this lightning hat that I and I'm not a bandwagon necessarily, but you know, like I said, I don't you know follow hockey that close. But I've always had lightning stuff like hats here and there. I had this one particular hat that I really liked. It was like a gray and blue lightning hat. I mean, I misplaced it or whatever. I think I lost it on a golf trip in Sebring, but, um, or one of my friends has it. That, that's possible. And, um, so I bought some other stuff to wear. I mean, I do have like one lightning shirt. So it said that it was going to be here on Saturday and, um, which is when the game was at eight o'clock. I was like, cool, just in time. And then there was a delay supposedly. And I was like, eh, well, fuck, I'm not going to get it, but it showed up. But I didn't like the shit. So the shirt just looked a little like tight and the uh, hat was a little too big. So, and I'm in charge of returning things. Yeah. Normally I would just say, eh, fuck it. And I would just give it to somebody that I know that's a lightning fan or something. Looking at you, Dave, I was going to give you the lightning hat. But my lady was like, you know what? Just return. I'm like, I don't even know how to fucking start the process of that. And you did. So it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's really simple. <laughs> So a couple of things are going back, but regardless, it was fun watching the lightning game and, and, and went in and it was real exciting. And I, and I can't wait to watch the rest of the, uh, the, the new series, you know, the, the Stanley cup series. I can't wait to watch it. I feel like you don't like to return stuff. I don't it be, only because it seems like, like such a hassle. A hassle. Right. Yeah, dude. And right. it's just like, eh, whatever, dude, you know, is it, is it worth the, I mean, it wasn't like cheap stuff, but was it right. worth it? So I don't, I don't like to return stuff and you know that, but you're you're getting me on board. I mean, especially when you, I watched you do it. Like we haven't actually really returned it yet, but I watched you just go to the website where I ordered it and boom, 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 a couple buttons. And it's like, okay, we're going to put on a label. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a lot easier than I thought it was. Yeah. So that was cool. And while I was, uh, obviously you were home for that, but during the day you weren't, you were at a baby shower. Yes, I was. Um, so, you know, with, COVID there was like two years where we were really pulling back on like doing things like socializing. And so my cousin um, ha is having an, a second baby. So they did a drive through baby shower for the first one. So they showed by their house and waved or something and like dropped off gifts. Yeah. yeah which is kind of cute. Um, but the thing is, is that they, so they live in Lakeland and they have a different kind of um, uh, vibe to them. They're they have like this, like southernish kind sure. of like um, mentality. And so um, we, my mom and I, went to downtown Lakeland, and it was super cute. Like everything was embroidered and like like little magnets that say like in a world where you can be anything, be kind, and like little cookies. And I brought. I bought this cute little girl outfit, which was fun to get. Um, and it was really, it was really sweet. And it was nice because I got to see my cousins and well, 
I got to see my cousin Samantha and I hadn't seen her in a, a really long time. And so we got to catch up and uh, I just think she's super interesting. And, and then, um, yeah, that it was nice to be around all these like really interesting, smart women as well. So I had a great time, which I have to be honest though, I was kind of dreading because I just didn't want to drive all the way out there. And like, I wanted my time to myself. And this happens a lot where like, I don't want to go do something, but then afterwards I'm like, I feel really good at like that. I did that. Yeah. I go through the same thing sometimes and, and, and you're right. It, it's not the easiest place to get to. I mean, as far, I mean, it's easy. You're on a road. It's just, it takes time. It but, does. But I, I've been there. It's like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Cause it was so worth it and it'd be easy to cancel and you didn't. So yeah. And I didn't even have a good audio book oh, for the way. Well, you had your mom. Well, yeah, but we met at Westford Mall and then we drove um, oh, together. So, so like half the ride you had her. Exactly. And and she had some interesting stories. I bet she did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good time. And um, and then I came home. Yeah. And I was with Lance and we had plans on Friday. We we're going to do Shabbat dinner with my Pilates teacher who I hadn't seen in a while also, but her dog was sick. So that didn't happen. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I was very excited about going to that. I was like, yeah, that, that'll be cool. We'll see her. I've. I've I say met her. That's right. Loosely. I like waved to her during the pandemic and I waved to her from the road and she was her and her husband were in the garage. So like I technically met them, but not really. And uh, so I was like, I was and your parents were going to be there and that would have been fun. But you know, there's always like a little bit of, I don't know, happiness. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes oh, when, yeah. when hey, she couldn't make it and it sucked about her dog and it, and it's, I, I really wanted to go all of that, but it was just like, you know what? All right, cool. Now it's I've got awesome. Saturday to do nothing. And I'm like, yes. It so really, that was cool. It's really fun when someone cancels plans. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not feeling guilty because you exactly. didn't cancel. So exactly. yeah. But this woman is so sweet and I just love being around her. Um, she has like a way of like transmuting energy. And I don't think she even knows she does it. Uh, but when I would, I would have Pilates with my mom and, her, and it was at her house. And so um, we would go after work and I would always just like feel so good afterwards. Um, so, and she's an older woman. I think she's in her seventies now. Um, so it's just like, I want to be like that, you know, sure, when I'm yeah. that age and that's how your mom is too. No doubt. Yeah. Where it's like, you just want to be around them and you like hanging out with them and, and, um, it's not like a chore. It's like a pleasure. So I like having people like that in my life and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I have a friend who's 70. Yeah, yeah, big deal. It's that's cool. Um, got some mail. What? Got some exciting oh, mail. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of you know, this doesn't happen too often anymore because we don't communicate this way anymore. Some people do, but get home and there's a card that you brought. You you picked the mail up mm -hmm. and there was a card in there. And who was it from? So you guys know I'm obsessed with my nephew. I probably <laughs> I think I talk about him every episode, which is it's so easy for me because like I just get to video chat with him and like buy him toys and see him like when I go visit and I don't have any responsibility. So, um, I got him, he's obsessed with balls and it was just his birthday and I got him, um, a bit like a ball pit. Like they had used to have at McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, all over the place. Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese oh, and Chuck everything. E. Cheese, like, that's yeah, it. Yeah. They had him at McDonald's, I think at some point, but it's like, man, I'm like, this kid gets, this kid gets a ball pit. This is awesome. You know? know? Um, and so, I got a little thank you card and, and it was like, dear Aunt Jackie, and he's two. So his, I mean, his mom wrote it. It was written in crayon and it was like <laughs> a lot of the letters were. No, you know, yes, but it was like kind of channeled oh, from him. It, it was like, I love my ball pit and I love you. And I love laying in it and throwing the ball in the air. And um, it was just, I don't know. It just made me so happy. I was reading an article this morning about, um, for some reason it came up old money and new money mm -hmm. and uh, different things. And th this just happened the to come up. It was, it was thank you cards and uh, how like older money kind of sends thank you cards. I was, I don't have, I, I'm not from old money, but I was always taught you send a thank you card when anything happens. And that was kind of cool. Like, I don't know if your sister does that for everything or not, but that's hey, if, if, if somebody gives you a gift or brings you a gift or something, I think that you owe them a uh, legitimate thank you. And, I don't know if that's what she was doing, but it was cool. Right. I don't know either. Um, but when, as a Jewish woman, I had a bat mitzvah. We all had bat mitzvahs and we got gifts. And 
we had to send thank you cards in a timely manner. And yeah. so that kind of like solidified it. And then there was this commencement speech by this professor that was like went viral. And I think it was like when I graduated. So it's, it's from a long time ago. I can't remember the, um, the book, but yeah, it became a book. And one of them was like sending written thank you cards is yeah. like life lessons. And, and so, um, I love, yeah, I always have like them around and I, and I do like sending thank you cards and I love that you do it. Yeah. It means something Yeah, and, uh, and man. it's better than sending a text and stuff like that. I mean, some people don't care about it, but I, I think it's a good thing to do. You know, Hey, if you came over to my house for like a house party or something, no big deal. Mm -hmm. But if you bring a gift and take time out of your day, then yeah, I think you deserve a thank you card back. So. Well, I don't know about des the deserve thing. I think it's just, uh, yeah, I know. I just think it's like really nice um, thing to do. Everyone feels good about it. Um, yeah. No doubt about it. So. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. So when you ask Moses what the meaning of life is, what does he say? Balls. Yes. <laughs> uh, I heard a story about these, uh, this like kid who I don't maybe I told it on the podcast but like a kid who was maybe two and then his brother um he had a brother born and he was like in the playpen and I guess the brother just started to learn to talk maybe the little one so the, the older one must have been like four and the parents could hear them on the baby monitor and he said where did you come from and I don't think there was an answer but I thought that was interesting the story that I remember you telling oh. me was that he kept wanting to talk to his brother or sister like by themselves like he yeah kept, he kept asking, you're hey, right would you can i talk to him by myself and they were like okay that's fine but it was a little odd yes. and then when they did they let him do it but they listened and he the older one said uh tell me where you're from i I keep forgetting or no, I can't yes. remember or something like that. Yes. So it's like they're from somewhere I'm starting else. Starting to forget. Right, exactly. Yeah. <gasps> Babe, that's it. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah, it's crazy. And so I don't know that will happen with Moses. Well, with Nathan and Moses, you mean? Mm-hmm. You mean with the new son and Moses? Yes. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So a while back, you were asking me, and I didn't know anything about this, but you were asking me about EMF protection. <laughs> and uh, if, if you guys don't know, there's like electromagnetic frequencies that, that we're all exposed to. And like you can get certain things um, to protect you from this. Okay. So I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I couldn't even spell EMF. So I called <laughs> a friend of mine, Joe, and I'm like, Hey dude. And he knows all about it, you know? And like a lot of stuff that I have no clue about. He right. knows, he's like, well, what are you looking for? This, that, like he has like a catalog of shit. And I'm like, okay, well, well, basically it came out down to like, do you, are you looking just to, you know, put something in, like put these things in a bag or are you looking to protect your home and family? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, and he's not like a guy who's like selling this stuff or anything. He just knows about it. Right. And, um, so I said, okay. And then I, I got a suggestion and there was this tent that you can like, I don't know. I don't know if you go in there all the time, whenever, but it's like, it's like, it was like $17,000. So I was like, yeah, I bought you this, this, thing. no, I mean, I'm just not buying garbage <laughs> like that. So, what was interesting is that you were asking for all of this EMF protection. Yeah. However, my, for you guys out there, my fiance can at times look like a fucking robot. <laughs> so we just bought, or you bought a, keeping in mind the EMF stuff, you bought a hand massager. Yeah. And a wireless hand massager. First of all, I really like it. Uh, you stick your hand in there and it squeezes it and it gives you heat. Um, I really love, and you probably know from listening, just like anything that has to do with like making you feel better, like healthy or relaxed or like, so like a heating pad and my, I like having my wireless earbuds in and then I have my hand massager and my like, um, sauna, it sounds materialistic, but this is just what I what like lights me up. I like this stuff. No doubt about it. And you have a, you have a thing that you haven't used recently, but used to use a lot. And it's, it's basically to keep your posture correct. Yes. So you like put it on your back. And yes. It's like a, it looks like almost like a remote control with no <laughs> buttons on it. It's like a, and you, you would, I don't know how you would hear it to your back, but you do. Right. And then it like beeps if you're not 
you know, right. standing up straight or whatever like that. So, and then my wrist thing. Correct. You also have a, I'll say what it is. What is it? Okay. So it's like a, a band you wear on your wrist and it sends vibrations and that can like impact your mood. So like there's some um, vibrations for like focus and energy. Feel it. Feel it. Yeah. Like Marky Mark. Yes. <laughs> so you've got that. You've got your earbuds. You've got, um, well, a headband that you wear, but that's not, but it kind of looks futuristic. So you come out now, the thing that you have for your hand, like it does not look like a glove. Like right. it does go over, it could go over either hand, but it's like, a, it's, it looks like a dust buster kind of mm -hmm. like if you were to put your hand in, inside a dust buster, that's what it would look like. And so we're talking about EMF stuff and getting in this tent to get away from this. But at the same time, you look like a robot and you're wearing all of this EMF stuff. And it was just funny to us that like you have all this shit on, you're slowly I turning know. into a robot, but I'm trying to get away from it. And I get it. Cause like the stuff is, it's nice. I haven't used the hand massager yet, but I can't, you're going to really but, like it. Yeah. We talked about no. Okay. And so <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, you got all this shit on. It's I like, know. maybe get rid of all the shit. And then EMF protect. it's so it was true. There's just like, upsides and downsides to technology and like with this 5g upgrade um i can feel it and at the same time i freaking love all of this cool like gadgets and technology and i love like you know that it's improving my life but i, I also am like shit man i'm just like polluting myself with all of this yeah, maybe dude i mean all it is is something that's especially like the hand massager that's just a thing that you just you don't wear it around all day so you just put <laughs> your hand in there for fucking 15 minutes and then you're done with it you know yeah that shit. but like the earbuds man i mean what yeah, are they well, doing to me uh you're getting brain cancer stop it i mean man, that's just the way it is food. okay yeah well. what is channeling I'm going to plagiarize heavily just so you guys know from a lady named Helene Wabah. And um, she wrote a book and she actually had to kind of lose. I wouldn't say lose, but took a different path in her life because um, a lot of this channeling stuff isn't supported by, you know, academics. So sometimes she's, I'll get into it a little bit later, but she says sometimes she had to, she had to choose her academic career over, over this because, um, because it's looked at as almost a pseudoscience sometimes. And you know how I do it. Sometimes I uh, talk about things and uh, on the other side and you talk about it on the opposite side. We come to agreement sometimes, but um, let me just tell you guys out there what channeling is, is and kind of what it's perceived as. And channeling is like where a person allows a supposed entity. This is how most people think of it. Entity, meaning like a deceased spirit, aliens, angels, higher self to use their body as a vehicle to communicate. That's, that's like kind of the general consensus. Um, but it does mean different things to different people. Um, a lot of times people will use it interchangeably with psychic medium, psi, ESP, etc. But really there's a quote here that I'm going to read to you and I'm trying not to do too, be too heavy on the quotes, but I think you guys need to know this. And this is an excerpt from a book called the science of channeling. Quote, channeling is the process of revealing information and energy not limited by our conventional notions of space and time that can appear receptive or expressive, end quote. I kind of agree with that. How about you? With that definition? Yeah. Sure. It's super basic, super right. general. I, I I have a lot to say, but. I know you do. Yeah. No, just just letting just setting this I know, I like, like it. The, the field for everybody to know what kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, another thing that I'd like to tell you guys is like multiple because there's a lot of um there's a lot of people who don't believe in this in the scientific community but multiple research studies show that channeling is experience on a spectrum on one side you have widespread experiences like intuition or gut hunches telepathy clairvoyance and precognition lies somewhere in the middle but rarer experiences like trance channeling and out-of-body experiences are on the far side of the spectrum. So basically what they're saying is it comes in many forms. It's not just cut and dry, cookie cutter. This is channeling. This is not channeling. Um, a little history on it. Uh, we often associate it from a long time ago, like the Delphi Oracle in Greece. Mm. Uh, and also ancient Hindu 
Buddhist and Taoism traditions have some sort of channeling involved. But a 1976 survey of 488 societies, this is worldwide too, they found that 90% of those societies had some sort of channeling tradition. Mm. Now, in that survey, though, is also a lot of the people who buy into this term. So I don't know how skewed that survey is. They didn't get, they just said a survey. They didn't mm. say this survey from wherever. That's that's a little bit suspect to me. But why, Right. since they're so common, do they remain a little taboo? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it in the West, especially, it, it's associated with witchcraft, mm. which in turn is, falsely associated with Satanism. And that's not even true. I mean, witchcraft and Satanism are two different things. And believe it or not, not to get into Satanism, you do know that, uh, actually, I'm sorry, devil worship, because devil worship and Satanism are two different things. I don't know if you're aware of that, but Satanism, people don't, Satan, Satanists don't, uh, don't worship the devil. Mm. But there's also scientific condemnation. Like I said, um, the lady that I, that I mentioned, Helene, she um, sacrificed her academic career basically, uh, to join the Institute of no, is it notic or noetic sciences? Not, oh, I don't know. Not Gnostic. N O E T I C. Anyway. And, and I'll tell you in parapsychology is what they call it. Sometimes it's an amazing field to be in because much of it operates on a new paradigm. Mm-hmm. Science currently operates on the materialistic paradigm. Humans are machines made of meat. Conscious is a happy accident in the matter And matter is fundamental. But this post-materialistic paradigm flips these long-held beliefs on their head. And conscious is a non-local, is non-local and fundamental. That's where she kind of just left kind of the academic thing because she had this, I don't know, I guess you'd call it like a a calling almost to start reviewing this at, at her academic peril. Um, but from but probably bringing legitimacy as an academic. Correct. And um, and one of the main things, too, is that a lot of people will throw this all out there and, and, and they're very specific. Channeling is not a mental health issue, according to them. It's um, right. it's while channelers may experience higher degrees of dissociation and psychosis. Okay. The symptoms don't normally reach levels to where you would be considered pathological. So, like, Yes. They're on like the spectrum, like the, they they said. Fifty uh, percent of people will have a, at least one disassociative episode in their life. Um, most of the differences, though, that when somebody has a a channeling experience, they're lacking rather than a mental health problem. They're lacking paranoia. With people that have mental health, they feel more likely that somebody's out to get them when they're having these experiences. Whereas, like a person with, let's just say, a normal in quotes mental health. Um, degree will um will not feel that way and the most importantly is um what people do you mean, ha- baby degree i don't mean like a degree in science i mean the degree of it mm. like it never reaches those levels to where you're going to um be paranoid to the point where you're just like you're to the degree where you really do think people are out to get you or anything like that it's um usually the somebody that's having these things they're um they don't have a paranoia Right. Where the mental health people do people that are mm-hmm. that have a bad mental health do. Um, and this was important. Um, people that have these psychic experiences, they, they generally find that they're beneficial for them uh, and they support positive well-being. So challenging or channel channeling should not be challenging. Um, it shouldn't cause distress or anxiety or negative consequences in your life, which some people have a, have a problem with that. And then, you know, she basically goes on to say about um, the, the challenging or the channeling being like a spectrum because there's a subtler side where people experience clairvoyance, lucid dreaming and telepathy. However, at the end of the spectrum, other people can experience trance challenging and all kinds of other things. So before we get on it, if, if this is real, how did you even hear about channeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I was living in Los Angeles and I was going through a hard time. Um, I think it was even just like about relationships and love and, um, you know, wanting 
to have a, a belief in my heart that um, that a relationship can be like really fulfilling on a soul level, um, but like struggling, especially in Los Angeles with that. Um, and Sarah was in town and she's like, I want you to listen to something. And so she put this, um, it was like on YouTube and she was always like kind of ahead of the game with stuff. Um, and so she put this thing on um, and it was Esther Hicks and she was channeling um, an entity called Abraham. And she started talking, she started speaking about um, about love and connection and it freaked me out because I was like, this is fucking weird. I don't like this. Um, and I don't, I don't, this is just like dark stuff. But when I list, but then, and then, but the words did come from a, like a place of love and, and there was such a wisdom and truth there that resonated with me. Um, but I kind of just closed the book on that. And then, um, I can't remember what happened, but I think I, was going through something again, like maybe a year later or, oh my gosh, I went to the Conscious Life Expo in 2017 at Los Angeles. And I brought this up before because it was like, it opened the door to a whole lot of stuff, um, like a whole new world of, of information and tools. And, um, and so there was a woman that was there and I was, and uh, she was channeling a Native American spirit. And I never, and, and so it was in person and I watched her channel and I, and I was kind of like, this is, I don't know if this is real or not. Like what's like, is she making this up or like, what, what is this? And, and so it didn't leave like the best taste in my mouth. I was just kind of like, eh. But then what happened was I was Googling like, like, um, you know, how to process some emotion or, or, and Abraham Hicks came up again and I listened to it and it soothed my soul in a way that I was so appreciative and grateful for and kind of helped me see reality a little bit differently. And so you guys probably know about this, the book, The Secret and uh, right. It's a secret. Okay. So. And, and the secret is about manifesting and um, creating your own reality. And it's kind of like whitewashed and um, has a lot of criticism, but there's a message there that does ring true for me. Um, and Esther and Jerry Hicks, that's her husband. Um, they were being interviewed because they had a similar philosophy um, from the teachings of Abraham, this, this disembodied entity that was, that was coming through Esther. And, uh, they decided not to be part of the movie because they had some, um, there was some disagreement between the producer of the movie and Esther, but um, they were kind of giving up, giving the same message. And so I think more and more people, and so she posts videos on YouTube and Abraham is one of the easiest, most accessible, I think, forms of channeling um, out there. So if this is something that you're kind of like, what are you, if you're interested in, or if you just want to like feel better, you can listen to the teachings of Abraham. They're not selling anything. There's nothing you have to buy into. It's so positive And it's so like, it helps you navigate your emotions. And it's all about using your emotions as a guidance system and like moving towards what feels good, what feels right. And get in like, and, and also, um, gratitude when you, and it kind of goes back to the thank you letters. When you, when you are in a state of gratitude and love and appreciation, you're going to manifest more things into your life. And also taught me that like, um, when we are experiencing things we don't like, we're experiencing the contrast so that we can refine our likes and, and we can create more of what we like. And so whether that's abundance or love, you know, just put in any topic and Abraham Hicks and you'll get like a Q and a, um, on YouTube and there's like probably thousands. Um, and so I would say that Abraham Hicks is the most gregarious. Um, now there's a couple other ones I'm going to talk about, but that was my introduction to channeling. Are there any other studies that have been done that, um, basically prove what he's doing? Okay. So there's this other guy, um, that channels Bashar. His name is Daryl Anka. 
And in the movie First Contact, um, he is channeling Bashar. Okay. And Bashar is another one that's very well known and very um, funny and entertaining. And, and he's um, able to communicate through um, Daryl very clearly. And so they did hook his brain up to something that measures stuff. I mean, All you right. guys, I just don't. Care. No, that's fine. No, I get it. I'm, I'm just trying to say it from the other side. Like if, if anybody else is coming, okay, well, who else has seen this? Is it just him or who else is doing this? Or is it okay, just him? Is that, oh, uh, yes, there are a lot of other people doing it. And it's becoming more and more common. Um, and I'll explain why. But okay. um, yeah, I don't, I know it's just like kind of got me confused because I don't understand what would be studied and what kind of results you're looking for. Well, I mean, if you're, if we're talking about channeling, there has to be, you can't just say this guy can do this. I mean, there has to be people that study what he's doing or she is doing. Um, Why? In order to prove it's not just somebody, some idiot, just, okay. just espousing some bullshit. To be honest to me, that's how it works. So I mean, there is, when you hear, that's why I wanted to introduce you to some of my favorites and also their backstory. And, and you can also do it yourself. Um, but it is a practice and, you know, not everyone is as open to doing it or is meditating, but, um, when they, so when they hooked his brain up and they analyzed it, they did see that another region of the brain was activated that isn't activated when, um, when other people speak and the information that comes through with, with some of these people is so, um, is like this higher level of vocabulary and is really talking about these topics that um, are in, are, are, are becoming um, more clear through quantum physics and through science. But these disembodied entities that are being channeled through people are speaking about the same subjects and the same topics in a little bit of a different way. And the people who are channeling it are like, I don't, I didn't know this stuff. And they have, sometimes there's like a different dialect almost. Um, and there's a theory that this is other beings from like other galaxies or angels, or, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to put labels on things that we're not really, we don't completely understand but they do have a wisdom to them and their desire is to help um, society and humanity become more conscious and loving and, um, and to grow in that way. And I find that you can really gauge the authenticity by how it makes you feel. So interesting enough, like for people who are like not as touchy feely, um, it does seem that, channeling tra transcends time and space because for example, there's a random number generator that's called an RNG and studies have shown that it'll produce random numbers. And yet when a person directs their attention to the generator, the numbers become less random. So that would be kind of proof in quotes that this may work. But what does that it, have to do with channeling? Well, because it, it basically means that your mind can change, can if you can focus on something, you can maybe change that mm -hmm. by, I don't know, how does that work? Is, is somebody right. is somebody saying, hey, let, I want you to change these numbers and they're channeling through you? I don't know. But I think that's a first step in, in realizing that we actually can control, or maybe our, our mind has some control over yes. other things. So there's, there's also, you, you meditate, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, this is very important because it appears to to some of these in some of these studies that our abilities to tap into this channeling, this this consciousness, mm -hmm. they're limited by external stimuli. Mm -hmm. So, like you know, whatever, just noises and and stuff like that. And it says that's why meditation is often used to cultivate intuitive abilities. It's about learning to shut out the noise and open yourself up to these things. So maybe. I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I, I'm on the fence with this, but I think that more people might be accepted or, or, or be able to do this if they meditated. 
Yeah. You know, it's almost like you need a, you got to learn the alphabet before you can read a sentence. Kind yeah, of. almost all channelers have a meditation practice. That was kind of that was a gate. I don't I don't think that I don't never heard of a channeler of like this loving higher wisdom, higher consciousness that wasn't meditating. That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. could you just be like a let's just call it a good person mm -hmm. and you're just going through life and are you going to be able to do this or do you have to like start on a whole nother path in order to to basically block out the external stimuli and then be able to do this? Or could this just come to you like sort of like the Pentecostals speak in tongues? Mm. Like it just comes out like you'll, you'll see videos of them just like saying stuff that no one understands. And it seems like I, I'm pretty sure a lot of these people aren't meditating. You know, they're just happen to be in church and overwhelmed right. with this whatever. Do you, do you think with channeling, it's almost impossible to do it unless you meditate? So I think this just depends on your definition of channeling because, um, you know, when you write a piece of fiction, what are you, you are channeling like s something, where is that coming from? Um, and, and, uh, that's, that's one form I think, but what I'm talking about or what I wanted to, um, bring onto the podcast is something a little different and it's channeling, um, Maybe, maybe other um, higher dimensions, uh, higher dimensional beings, and sometimes they're a collective that they'll name like Theo or Abraham or Bashar. Um, and to introduce to you guys today, the ones that I really um, have identified as authentic and their messages is very clear, no ulterior motive. There's not literally nothing negative or bad around it. And, um, and so maybe I have my own internal like checklist of, of what, what is, um, what I use to validate a channeling experience. But, um, for the ones that I know about, absolutely not. These were people that were dedicated to a meditation practice, had a yearning, like, like, I know I can do this. Like I can feel it. Like it usually starts with automatic writing. And, and so, and I've, and I've tried this to, to be honest, I have that yearning. I, I, it hasn't really manifested more than once. And, you know, I don't know. I also, I took a class and everything. And, and, uh, what's interesting is that this, this is how the story usually goes. It's a woman. Um, there's, there's one, there's a couple of men. Well, it does say in the, in the stuff that I read that it's, it's Mostly. women are just more open to it for some reason. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, it's hard to say, like, is it becoming more popular or are people just now, you know, kind of like, it probably was a like there were witch hunt is a real thing. There's something called the witch wound, like things like this that were inexplicable were labels as witchcraft and evil, and you were persecuted and hung and and burned because of this. So so I don't know if people were just kind of keeping it to themselves, um, but like I I it took me a while to talk about it, and um, and so I don't I don't know if it's just becoming more mainstream, but usually the story is is that there's a woman and she is like she's meditating and she's getting this urge to either write or or talk and and it's like kind of overwhelming at first. And the husband is the one that is like kind of witnessing it and then engages with the entity. And we'll like either write down the notes or record it or ask the questions. So there's Esther and Jerry, and then there's the Seth material by Jane Roberts. She, that's like old school, like, like she was one of the first channelers and then like the sixties and I'm reading the book and it's like, okay, it's okay. But it's, it's kind of one of, it's like a cornerstone of this um, area. And she's like taking breaks, smoking cigarettes, drinking wine. And it's just like kind of funny. Cause it's like, not really what you would think of a channeler. Um, and then her husband, so when she's channeling, channeling this stuff, does he, is she saying it like, just not even thinking about it? So that's why he's there to write it down and to okay. like could record what's happening. Like, right. Cause she doesn't even realize what she's doing. Right. Okay. So most of the time what happens is, um, the person who's channeling, it's almost like their conscious, this is how they describe it is set aside like their person and, and the, the higher consciousness comes through them and is using their body as a vehicle to speak or to write. And afterwards, the person who was the channeler does not remember, d doesn't remember what happened, but, but can, there's a still like, um, an internalization of the lesson. It's always a lesson. There's always like, it's a teaching. 
and there's always like an understanding of the teaching afterwards, like an, um, but, but doesn't remember anything they talked about and will, and often won't know that like, they're like, I didn't know that like this whole like scientific explanation or theory of consciousness and something that really is so valuable because it's like, it's almost like a, like, Oh, okay. Like I, um, this is really helping me understand, um, like existence and, and what we are here for as people and the meaning of life. And, and, um, and so they usually are there, but like they say that they're not really hearing the words that they're saying. Um, and that's why there's this other person there to take notes or to record or to ask questions like a Q and a, and I find it so interesting that it's like a husband and wife. You know, and usually the husband doesn't believe or is like kind of like skeptical. Like I was listening to this one interview today and it was um, the husband was like watching a football game. And then the wife was like, um, I think I can do this. And he's like, OK, whatever. And she goes like in the other room and then like kind of starts talking in like a weird voice. And, it, and at first it's like a little like maybe a little scary. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, but then when you start to hear the messages and the words and like, you know that it's a friend. Um, then it just becomes like something that is desired and, and brings light and love into the world. So, um, I would, well, I'm going to tell you guys about a couple more, but, um, that's the, that's the narrative of the people that I have enjoyed. So Seth speaks, it's called the Seth material. I mean, I'm going to enjoy that because they're going to, some, your voice is going to come out of the other room at some point. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> us. Like a, I'm watching football, yeah. a little skeptical. I'm a little open, more open than this guy probably, but, right. and then I'll be like, okay, guess what? I'm going to write this shit down. Cause you're talking a little weird, but guess what? You're my lady. So let me write this shit down and figure it out. So, all right, I'm right. open to that shit. Right. Exactly. But remind me when it happens. Make sure it's not like fourth quarter though. Yeah. Like two minutes left. Bucks getting right. You know, something, you know. Right. Right. Okay. You got I'm it. not trying to make light of it. I mean, no, I know. Because I'm open if it happens, dude. I'm in. So let me um <laughs> tell you about Ruth Montgomery real quick. I can't wait, darling. Now, does that name ring a bell at all? Ruth, no. Okay. So Ruth Montgomery was a journalist with a long and distinguished career as a reporter, correspondent, and syndicated columnist in Washington, D.C. So, and this does, again, happens a lot. They're either in academia or science or um, she had, was in politics and, and was a, a distinguished like um, journalist. Later in life, she transitioned to a career as a psychic and authored a number of books on metaphysical and new age subjects. And, and, uh, the popular shift of the early 21st century was among many predictions made by a spirit guide group from whom she regularly translated messages. So she really had to like step away from that career and um, wrote some really interesting books. Um, I have a couple, but like the world to come and, and, um, and was, had no reason to do this. You know, it was calling to her and, and the books are beautiful and they do make very accurate predictions and they help navigate the changing world, there is a shift happening. And I think that's another thing is that these channeled higher beings are helping us to grow and to become more conscious and to understand our emotions better. And so um, I think that they're bringing valuable lessons in. And I also think, you know, people talk about first contact. When is it going to happen? You know, there's a kind of a more masculine energy to like aliens and extraterrestrials. You know, you watch ancient aliens. And, I, but I, I have a theory that this is how contact is beginning all right and i know it's really out there but it seems like it would be not as scary exactly you know because like now there's an alien in our house and it's right. like what <laughs> you know because it sounds like we right. can talk about it but let that shit happen to you and see if you don't fucking reach for your gun or something because you probably will right but this way it's like oh it's like a soft opening exactly exactly so i'm gonna throw out a couple of names and, and, uh, if this is interesting to you, um, I would get started with Abraham, your mom and I were actually going to go to see Esther Hicks live in person. I wanted to feel what it was like to be around that. I remember you guys talking about that and like, it was the three of us just bullshitting. And, uh, then you guys started talking basically a different language, which is fine because I didn't yes. know. What you, and my mom, 
one of you guys said, are you going to go see him? Yeah, I am. And like, so you got all this shit that I had no idea about. This was like a year or two ago. No, I'll, I'll tell you. It was um, like January of 2020. And I, it, and it was like, I said to your mom, like, I wanted to get into like the vortex or something, or yes, I was speaking another language, which I don't recognize. It just happens naturally. And I used to like kind of not do that because I knew people wouldn't understand, but I just around her, I was just, and she knew it. So. Well, I didn't know she did. Right. And so she's like, Oh, do you know about Abraham? And I'm like, yeah, I love Abraham. And, and then she was told me that there was something coming up in March of 2020. Abraham was coming, I think to Orlando. Mm -hmm. And so we were going to go and I was so excited. And then COVID happened and right. they canceled. And I was really disappointed, you know, because I, I really wanted to know what it was like to be around her and to be in that energy. And I, if I got called on, I was going to ask, like, am I meant to do this? And I would yeah, that's, it's a kind of a weird dream to have, but like, I would love to do this. Yeah. And like write books and, and, uh, bring in, and, and I feel like sometimes I do know things or, or, and I'm like, I don't even know how I know it. I just didn't, didn't know it yesterday and I know it today. And, and anyway, so you guys will, I guess, hear and see if anything <laughs> changes or happens. But, um, I think that, um, this is also, I think anyone can do it. And in a classic book that um, a lot of these people started with is called Opening to Channel. It's a really cool book. Um, and so if you are interested, I would I would look into that. I no doubt. Yeah, I took a course with this lady named Sarah Landon and she channels the council. Another person which who was in this like very like marketing career and then her, her um, brother died and that was kind of like a, a something happened um, like a spark. And then she, you know, slowly began to channel again, usually starts with writing and then speaking and then it, they become more and more articulate. So at mm -hmm. first it's kind of hard. It's like, uh, right, it, like right. it's like something big squeezing into a little body, like, and then at, over time they become better conduits for this, for this energy. And the, the language and the words are so spectacular. You're like, lit up and it, there's such clarity in the answers that they give and the questions that people provide are spontaneous. So it's not like they prepare these answers right. and they have always have an answer. And the answer is so profound and so well-spoken. And that's what lights me up. That's what excites me. I'm just like, is it, if you can try to trip them up, go right. It doesn't seem like they're bullshitting. I mean, like you're yes. throwing this big curveball at them and they can still answer with a, a, a fucking great answer. And that from a place of love and compassion and understanding. Hmm, that is interesting. Yes. And, and uh, it's really helped me, especially with this like emotional compass, like knowing that when you're, when you're experiencing something you don't like, you're like, that's the contrast and it's helping you to really um, learn more and more what you about what you do like and about your, um, yeah. And, and so getting into the vortex means getting to that state of like, like resonance where you're going to attract all the things that are, that you desire that are, that are right for you, that are in alignment. And so, um, you know, I guess I'm getting really excited, but um, I'm glad. That's yeah. good. And so, um, I'm holding a selenite, uh, crystal right now. And in this movie, that's no longer available. And it was a documentary that was hosted by Ruth Montgomery. She was interviewing channelers from around the world. It's, it's from like from the eighties, I think. And one of them was saying that they used a selenite candle to channel. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, a selenite crystal. Um, cause it's kind of, it kind of amplifies that. So I'll, I'll just kind of go through some of my faves again. Abraham is like the most accessible, just YouTube. And I mean, if you say Abraham, though, it's going to come up like oh, the Bible or okay. something. So Abraham Hicks, okay, H I C K S, and then uh, let's see another one that I really like. Okay, Bashar, who is channeled by Daryl Anka, he's very funny and doesn't get too um, esoteric. Is kind of like very practical, so that's a cool one too. And um, Daryl is very very good at it. Um, A-N-K-A, like Paul Anka? Yeah. Okay. I don't know who Paul is. He's a I? musician. Oh, okay. My bad. Wrote the Johnny Carson theme. Oh. Did you know that Johnny Carson got $500 every time that that was played because Paul Anka wrote it? 
but he wrote a drum part, maybe even played on it because Johnny Carson played the drums. And anyway, so he got, imagine, I mean, he already had a lot of money, but $500 every time that was played. What I was wondering, you think they're related? Mm, well, this guy did grow up in Los Angeles, but based on his face, no. Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, he, and almost any movie about channeling, like there's a documentary called tuning in. You can get it on Amazon. And he's in that shit. Yeah. He's okay. in everyone. All right. Um, yeah. So he's just like super well known. And I guess like says yes to these things. Okay. Abraham does his well, own. That, come on. I mean, they're not knocking on his door every goddamn minute, you know, I know, but Tom like, Cruise. So like anyone that is doing a documentary, he's probably like, yeah, I'll do it. They yeah. always feature him, but, right. but Abraham doesn't, does his own thing. Yeah. I thought it was a woman. It is, but you're right. Esther Hicks, who channels okay. Abraham and, and Jerry Hicks, her husband passed away like recently. And, How? Um, he just, he was older and I think, I don't know, but, but, uh, but death, uh, swim in the English channel. <laughs> no. All right. Um, and, and she, as a human was experiencing the mourning and pain and loss and, was working with Abraham to process that and speaking about it. It was all very, you can tell there's, uh, there's an Esther and there's an Abraham. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is her voice change and stuff when she's doing a little it? bit, very authoritative. Um, and again, very funny and very quick. And, and she can immediately do it. Like if you went to her, one of her things, like then she just, all of a sudden she's channeling Abraham. Like, Oh, right now. She, well, they, they usually close their eyes. And then, um, sometimes there's like a, like you hear that a lot. Yeah. And sometimes there's like a, like a smack in their gum. Kind yeah. Of like, I mm, like to me, what I'm seeing is like, mm, kind of like something's trying to get into them. Like, okay. yeah, well, whatever. I got you. I'm trying to tell you what, what <laughs> and so, um, and then, and then they'll start to speak. And most of the time there's like a little bit of a different dialect and it's never like a, from a country, you know, it seems like it's like just, weird yeah like some i can't pinpoint what about when they come out of it um, same thing or do they just snap right out of it there's like a usually a minute or two and then they open their or eyes they gotta sell it i'm kidding no that's but, fine have that perspective it doesn't no, matter I'm not to necessarily me. saying that i that i don't believe i mean i might with, i'd like to see it though totally and with our show like i really have i'm not like trying to convince anyone of anything i was just hoping that i could share these things and if it sounds good to you, maybe look into it. And if it's funny or think or I sound weird, like that's kind of amusing. No, it's great. Um, it's great to put the stuff out there for people that don't know. I mean, I've I've been exposed to stuff out here that I never heard of because of you. And some of it, I'm like, man, this is really cool. Some of it, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think think it's it's fantastic that there's people talking about it. Yeah. You, you know, and especially on our level where there's where you're, you know more of an expert than I am. I don't know much about it. And I think people need to hear that. I think it's easy if you're already, if you've already bought into something to go listen, like you have, you know, and go listen to that stuff. It's a different, yes. it's different for me or uh, somebody out there. It's like, eh, you know what? I don't know about this, but Hey, let's give it a fucking shot. You know, I, I, that's a, <laughs> this sounds stupid, but that's a service. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a service to give people, I don't know, ideas or avenues that they haven't um tried before and then also they have the right to just say yeah that doesn't sound like interesting at all i'd rather go uh fucking drink four beers you know what i mean yeah. whatever or hey man both. i go buy these fucking books you can do yeah, both absolutely you can and also i think that i have um a gift of discernment and i want to only share what I've already fleshed out. So there's a lot of people I've heard, I've, I've, I've know about, and I'm not talking about because I'm like, you know, good for them, whatever, but that's not who I'm suggesting. So the ones that I'm suggesting are really specific. And, um, you know, I, I wish that I could say that I have some sort of like, I don't have like a specific criteria, but, um, I am trying to just give you guys the ones that I've already kind of fleshed out and then you can go from there. Right. It's not even the, I can't, I, as you were talking, I was trying to think of the adjective. It's not like you've edited, you've almost curated, curated like this yes. stuff, you know, that, that works for you and you're, you know, you're not going to, 
you know, sell somebody a, a bag of goods or something. And I'm also not selling anything. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and neither are these people. So, um, and well, you can go to an event and that costs money, but I'm like, so what? No, you're right. Yeah. But it's funny that you said that because I made a website and I is called the conscious curator and I wanted it to be a place where people could go that like are just starting to get into this stuff. And like, it's a great idea. Thank you. And not having to get through all like the shit right. and just be like, here's the stuff. But like, I guess the first thing is you have to like trust me and know me. And, of course. and because if you don't know me, like why the fuck would you care what I think? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I do, and I think right. it's probably fantastic, but yeah, you're right. I'd be like, who's this bitch? <laughs> you know, some people right. are like that. Right, Um, And and um, I talked about Regina Meredith on the last episode. So she's someone that is really a role model for me because she's like no nonsense, and she really brings to the table like the people that she's fleshed out, that she knows are legit. Um, I'd love to, to, you know, I would love to do something like that even. I, You know, but um, sure. I don't. So anyways, okay, so Abraham – Theo, um, this is channeled by Sheila Gillette, again, works with her husband, and um, they have written a book together, I think. Um, she's she's like an, um, been doing this for a long time. She's so, she's an older woman, but she's so beautiful. You're like, what is, is like sunshine coming out of her? <laughs> yeah. Also, all these women are fucking cool as fuck. Yeah. Like, you're just... I'm just like, yes, this is, they're so awesome. Um, and so uh, with Theo and Sheila Gillette, um, that's one that I would say very legit, but maybe not start with that. So, um, and then Bashar, I told you guys about Seth material. I don't think you need to read it, but just know that that's like the cornerstone of all this stuff. Um, and then Lee Harris, he channels the Z's and he does like energy updates every month. The Z's? The Z's. It's like di these different entities that start with the Z, so he just calls them the Z's. Okay. And he's cool because every month he'll do an energy update and these are free. They're just on YouTube. And it will be like, these are the energies that the Z's have told me about this month. And, you know, just kind of be aware of this and um, talks. And then you're like, that was really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And he's like <laughs> this really sensitive soul. And he's like, he's, he's and he's British and none of that matters. <laughs> but well, it gives you an idea of like what you're, hello, I'm Z. Yeah, the Z's exactly. are out today. You know, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then finally with Ruth Montgomery, um, I just brought her up because I thought it, I think her journey and her path was super interesting, but I, I, um, I don't think that that's something to start with. Yeah. Okay, so, um, and then the book, Opening to Channel, that's a really good one. And um, let's see, talked about Sarah Landon and the council, because I took a class with her, and there were, like, steps, and, like, this is how you do it, and and, and uh, it was kind of, like, this is really way too much to talk about. Like, you're, make, you're making this into something that could be done in 10 minutes but it was like four hours, four classes. It was kind of interesting. It was like, pay whatever you think is appropriate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, when I received it, I was like, maybe this is the thing that will help me. Sure. It sounds on the yeah. surface. It sounds great. But, and, yeah. and it wasn't not helpful. Right. But I just was like, I don't think that I made any progress with it. Um, and then I told you guys about the movie tuning in and oh there's this show um if you if you're like totally on board buying into this then um there's a show on gaia called interviews with extra dimensionals and it, like again if you're into this which i am then you'll have so much fun watching do this they actually interview who do they interview the, the channeler so what they'll do okay. is but the guy as they're this, as they're challenging challenging they interview or? the human and find out about their journey and everything and how they started the channel yeah which i like because i'm like interested in how they got to and then they interview um the entity the extra dimensional All and right. you can also see the difference like the extra dimensionals are way smarter way more interesting and the guy who interviews them is such a doofus i always want to be like oh my god are you really talking to these extra dimensionals like this 
Yeah. And is he really talking to those extra dimensionals? Like, that's another question. Sure. Of course sure. it is. But why don't you just be the smart person all the time is what I would say. Yeah. Just you got to act dumb the whole lot your whole life. And now you're going to be smart. No, not dumb. Just you not know what I mean. Sophisticated. No. Correct. But dude, the, the guy that's interviewing them, I just want to be like, why are you so dumb? <laughs> Yeah, you would thought that maybe we've gotten a better. I haven't seen it, but now I want to watch it. Yeah, just like so hate on him. He's easy to hate on. <laughs> yeah, um, and so so that's it. Yeah, I really think that um, it can really bring a lot of value to your life, and I'm super interested if you are into this and you want any more information or or um, recommendations. It's my jam, so I'd love to talk about it. All right, it's time to change the channel and <laughs> dig into our uh, treasure chest where we talk about what we're doing, watching, reading, maybe buying. So we watch Jeopardy a, a lot. You guys know that. And, uh, you know, there's been a couple guest hosts. And the last guest or the one that's been on recently is Mayim Bialik, Bialik who uh, was a, on the TV show Blossom and also on uh, a lot of commercials, believe it or not. <laughs> and I was looking up her bio. And also, um, the big bang theory. Mm -hmm. And so we're, you know, we, we talk about her when she comes on the show, right. just not our show, but on jeopardy, like kind of like what she's wearing and like why she's saying this and that. And I don't know. We have this, and like, she's like, she went to where for school, George Washington university, I think. And Is she's that, like a neuroscience. She yeah. like guys has sophisticated degree. Was it George Washington? I don't or think I, so. I might've looked up somebody else. Was, I think it was um, in California. Oh yeah. UCLA. Yeah. yeah. Right. Somebody else we were looking up went to George Washington. University. Right. Um, oh. Yes. And she got a, you know, in and out of her acting, you know, jobs. She ended up getting a, a neuroscience degree. Yes. And then she's also like Orthodox Jew. What's well, like a modern Orthodox. Oh, modern because Orthodox. She, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like her job doesn't allow her to be, like if she was Orthodox, she couldn't do a lot of her work, mm. I think is the deal. But anyway, she also was a vegan. And so, and you are kind of. Right. And so I, I said, well, look, she's got a book out. It's been out for a while fuck it. Let me just buy it. You know, maybe some, you know, who knows? It wasn't that much money. And then right next to it, as I was looking it up, there was another book for uh, like, it wasn't vegan, but it was like, uh, what, what do you call your, with the foods? Like, um, clean or plant-based. Yes. Plant-based recipes. So that was there too. So I bought a couple of books. They showed up the next day. I'm and, excited. Uh, have you looked at them yet? No. So anyway, we got a bunch of vegan and plant-based recipes that maybe we'll try out. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we went down a mind be like rabbit hole. It was really fun. Yeah, it was. It was fun. And uh, so we, those are on the uh, on the table right now. And we're gonna look at them and we're gonna have some uh, some fajitas tonight. But maybe later on in the week we'll have one of those uh, plant-based or vegan we'll recipes. We'll share the good ones with you guys, no doubt. And speaking of cooking stuff, yeah. Um, now we've made baked potatoes before, but this is the first time that you made them in the air fryer. Yeah. And you reheated them in the air fryer. Or did we make them? We made them in the air fryer from the beginning, didn't we? Yeah. They were great. You you okay. So you think that they were um just as good or better or not as good? I or think different? they were just as good, but a little different because they're the the uh skin is crispier. Yeah. And I do like a, a skin on a baked potato. Um, although the like sometimes you get that big softer fluffiness oh. of the potato in the oven. But if you made them like in the air fryer every time, I'd be totally completely happy with that. They were delicious. It was so easy. Um, I really wanted to make dinner for us. And also um, I've had to put in really long hours. Well, not really long, but long hours at work. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we can just throw the baked potatoes in the air fryer. And so I looked up a recipe. You just like do the usual um like salt and exactly. some olive oil on exactly. the skin and rub it around there. And then poke a bunch of holes with a fork. Right. And then we took three like regular sized potatoes, put them in the air fryer uh, for 30 minutes. And I know you're going to ask me what temperature. See, I don't know how the air fryer works because you're the only one that's ever used it. You had it preheated, I'm sure. It was probably high. It's probably 350, 400, I would think. Exactly. Exactly. And then 30 minutes and then flip them over for like 15 minutes. And then they came out perfect. So that was really good. It was good. I remember um, I was prepping the potatoes and uh, I was like, and you said to scrub yeah. the potatoes. And I was like, okay. So I just cleaned the potatoes off and I'm like, I didn't scrub. Them. And you're like, I know I watched you. I'm like, what? You don't get out the, the dawn and start, you know, you just rinse these motherfuckers off. They will be just fine. And so and then you poke a million holes in them. But I actually like, I bought the air fryer, but I 
when you said, hey, let's make the baked potatoes in the air fryer, I was like, is our air fryer big enough? But I guess it is. No problem. So I love our air fryer. It's yeah. a ninja, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. There was one that was uh, a little bigger and it was a crock pot too, uh, but we already have a crock pot. So I was like, eh, no. Also, what? Like, Well, how it, it makes sense because it's, it's like, you know, if you, you can't use them both at once, but at least you just, it's one, it's one thing. Yeah, you that's know, true. So I get it, but it was too big. I was like, man, I don't, and I don't like shit sitting out, neither do you sitting out on the, uh, on the, the counter. Yeah. So a couple of people in my family have kind of like poked fun at me because they're like, yeah, well, you know, we know you can't have anything on your count counter. I mean, we do have stuff. Exactly. But it's, but not really. Is I mean, it, we don't have a toaster sitting out there or a coffee maker or one thing we have. Well, we do. We have your uh, Nespresso machine. Right. But it, it kind of goes right next to the fridge. It's like very, it almost, it's very sleek. Exactly. I don't like a lot of fucking clutter. So Me I like. Me neither. So, and we I get it. It's a not beautiful be fruit bowl, some cool little things that mean something to us. But yeah, I don't want all of our appliances on the counter. No. And we don't use them a lot either. It's not like we have a toaster that we use. I don't use a toaster every day. Do you? Right. So, right. What's the point? But so that's it. Um, we, well, uh, I did throw together a salad that was really good. I just wanted to tell you guys about. Okay. I can't wait to okay, hear Okay. So on the weekends when I only have like a couple of ingredients um, left before we go food shopping, I'll like kind of mm, make something out of them. And I was going to this baby shower and I did not think that they were going to have anything I could eat. So I was trying to stuff myself with as much vegetables as I could so I wouldn't be like hungry because I get hangry. And I just threw in um, a bag of spinach. Um, a handful of pine nuts. Pine nuts are so good. Um, and then I added uh, some slices of avocado. And then I made a dressing out of miso paste. Mm -hmm, I know what you're thinking. Um, olive oil and a little bit of honey and pepper. And put that on. And I'm like, all I, I just want that again. It, it was so delicious. Good. Yeah. Make it again. Yeah, you have all I the will. Stuff? I know I will. I'm going to do it right now. Good. Oh, no, I don't have pine nuts. Damn it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye, guys.